chapter 11. We had a problem. We, uh, Colette tried to find for us books from Shire Rahamim and bring here. We were allowed to bring them, but she couldn't find them. I also could, I mean, I looked there. I don't know, they disappeared. Okay, so whoever wants to use Sepharia. What chapter was the last one we saw? Think, 11, right? Yeah, I think now we're So we're going to see chapter 12 in the book of Shmuel Aleph. I like having Sepharia for the translation. By the way, Josh is ordering us books. Oh, good. Like 15 copies. Excellent. That's Thank nice. you so much. We're going to see chapter 12, okay? But as usually, as we usually do, let's remember what happened on our last class, our last chapter. Who can remind us? We were in this high, right? It was a very exciting moment for Shmuel, for Am Israel, for Shaul. What happened? The people of Yavash Gilad were threatened by um, Emory. Or the, Right? It was at the which which no sorry Amon Amon and they had to, um, they had they got one week to, retaliate like get them. No, so they offered themselves as slaves. Let's make a pact, a pact that is in that case is not uh, bilateral, is unilateral. A pact where I do whatever you want, just give me my life, let me stay alive, and they agreed to do that only with the condition that they are going to uh, remove one of their eyes, the right eyes, all of them. And that was, at that time, that was a sign of slavery and of, of humiliation. So that's what they wanted from the Yehudim, from Yavesh Gilad, and they come to seek help from... Um, Shaul? From Binyamin, oh, from actually not from Shaul, from the people of Binyamin, of Gibat Shaul, and uh, everybody starts crying, nobody knows how to react to this. And when Shaul comes back from his work with his uh, sheep, it wasn't sheep, it was more oxen, oxen he gets uh, angry about this. He gets very, how is it, how do you say indignado? Mm. Frustrated. Frustrated, and he doesn't accept this humiliation, and he decides we have to fight them. Now he needs to recruit people. You have to know that the power of a king, one of the ways to measure the power of a king is also to see his ability to recruit people, to recruit an army whenever he needs. Because how does he do that? So, Shaul, how does he do that in the previous chapter? How does he recruit the people? From all of Am Israel. He quarters two of the oxen and sends each piece to another tribe. He takes two oxen, cut them into pieces, sends one piece to each tribe, and we saw last week how it resembled what was done previously in when? Pilegesh Bagiv'ah, also in that area of Binyamin and Yavesh Gilad. I'm not going to go again through it. It was like a tikkun. This time it was done for a good purpose and like a threat to whoever wouldn't come and join him to fight these people from Ammon that were uh, threatening the people from Yavesh Gilad. He gets a good response. And what happens? They, they, they do an ambush. They attack. They attack. And with the help of Hashem and with some strategy tricks that they do, they are able to defeat them. And they uh, run away from them. After that, what is that we saw? How did the chapter end? They wanted to kill the people that 
Exactly. Um, Beautiful. Uh, whenever everybody says, yeah, Shaul, Shaul, like Shaul was victorious. So some people from Israel said, Who, where are those people that, won, that previously did not accept Shaul's position as a king? Bring them here. We need to kill them. Like at this point, all of Israel are standing strong behind the king, but Shaul tells them, no. Uh, in the day that Hashem saved us and gave us this Yeshua, nobody's going to be killed. And in that way, we uh, see, you see Pasuk Tetvav, uh, actually Yudalet, Vayom Ab, we are on chapter, chapter Yudalet from last week, Pasuk Yudalet, 14, Vayom Eshemuel Elam, Lechu Benelecha Gilgal, Unechadesh Shama Melucha, וילכו כל העם הגלגל וימליכו שם את שאול לפני השם בגלגל ויזבחו שם זבחים שלמים לפני השם וישמח שם שאול וכל אנשי ישראל מאות. אז I said, we ended last week in a note of celebration. שמואל tells everybody, okay, like when he saw that all of Am Israel were uh, behind שאול and supporting שאול as a king, they say, okay, let's go again and נחדש את המלוכה and let's renew the kingdom of שאול and they come together to Gilgal, they offer Korbanot Shelamim, Toda, and they are, they celebrate there, Shaul, and all of Am Israel very much. So that's how we finished last week's chapter, chapter Yud Ali. Can I ask a question? Sorry? Of course. I'm just looking at Pasuk Yud Bet, and it's just weird wording. Like, Is it like a sarcastic Shaulim Lechalanu? Again? When it says, when they're like referring to the bad people, they're saying the people who said, Shaulim Lechalenu. Mi Haomer Shaulim Lechalenu. Yes. Is that like a sarcastic Shaulim Lechalenu? Uh, if you go back, if you go back, whenever the first time that Shaul was anointed, at the end of the chapter, it says, and Yavou Benebel Yal, people, find for me the Pasuk. How did they respond to Shaul's? being an uh, anointment by Shmuel. They asked a question. Haim Shaul im lochanenu? Vegam what can this say? It was like a question. And they, uh, they, how you say, they neglected him, they scorned him, they didn't bring him gifts. So now what happens in our chapter, they're asking, who are those that ask the question, Shaul can be our king? So it's kind of repeating the, the attitude and the reaction of these people that did not accept Shaul as their king. Okay? Everybody, are we Okay. Okay, so Perek Yudvet today. So now they are in Gilgal. They came to Gilgal to renew the coronation of Shaul. Now we're going to see a very interesting speech from Shemuel. I was thinking today that I have to ask from you, for, for your own sake, to read the chapter before the class. Because we, we are trying to do at least one chapter every class. If you read the chapter beforehand, we're going to be able to build it together. And I think you are going to be knowing where am I taking you because you have already read the chapter. So now we have here a speech.
from Shmuel. Shmuel is speaking to all of Amisrael. Imagine everybody is in Gilgal and they're about to, to anoint Shaul again. So Vayomer Shmuel el Kol Israel. Shmuel is speaking to all of Amisrael. Hine shamati bekolchem. Lechol asher amartem li. Vamlich alechem melech. I heard. I listened to you. To everything you told me. Vamlich alechem melech. All what you asked me and have set a king over you. Ve'ata. Hine amelech. And now, here, the king is here. He's going to be your, your leader. Mithalech lifnechem. Is uh, walking before you like your leader. Vani zakanti vasavti, and I have aged. I, I have aged. Vesavti, double word for the same thing. Zikna veseva is usually. Chachamim uh, tell us here. Rashi brings it here. Zakanti vesavti amru rabotenu zikna kavtsa alav like the. The age, the suddenly, aging suddenly. came on him, and they say, I think, I'm, I am just remembering now, I think they say that when parents, from here we understand, when parents have challenges with their children, in Chinuch there is nothing that makes you older than that. And he wasn't very old, Shmuel. He wasn't. Yes, you know, everybody agree, even you agree. <laughs> It makes parents really age because this is such a difficult thing to deal with. So and we know so that's why he looks so young, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Teila. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, really Baruch Hashem. Uvanai hinamitchem. And my children, here they are with you. Vani hitalachti lifnechem min auraya da yomoze. And I went before you. To go before you is mean I was your leader. I went before you since I was a young lad till today. Since when? Since the, his mom brought him to the Mishkan. He was there. So pay attention to the, to the Hakbalah. How he says, here is the Melech mitalech lifnechem, vani italachti lifnechem. It's a total parallelism between the fact that you wanted a king and I was there ahead of you, so you are taking the king to replace me. So now he's saying, here I am. Anubi neged Hashem means testify against me in the presence of Hashem, in the presence of the Lord, and in the presence of his anointed one. So don't forget that when Shmuel is giving this speech, Shaul is there standing and listening to every word. So the king is there listening to the Navi. That shows us also the dynamics that existed in Am Israel between the king and the Navi. Since, uh, like, the king and the Navi are going to have always this interaction where the king is there to listen to the word of the Navi because the Navi is representing the word of Hashem, and the king needs to go by this. So he's saying, now Shmuel is going to bring a very personal speech. He says, Testify against me today, and uh, in front of Hashem, in front of his king. Et shor mi lakachti, vachamor mi lakachti, vet mi ashakti, vet mi ratzoti, umiyad mi lakachti chofer vaalim enaybo vashiv lachem. Whose ox did I take? Whose donkey did I take? Who did I oppress? Let me, Ratzoti, I need some help with the translation. Whom have I defrauded and whom have I robbed? From whom have I taken a bribe? 
to look the other way. Tell me. If you have any fact, tell me because I will return it to you. So what is Shmuel doing here? He is proclaiming in front of Olam Israel, I have been I have been hundred percent transparent, honest. I never I never enjoyed nothing material from you. We know that that really, really uh, characterized the, the persona of Shemuel. Never, it's very hot in here, right? They should put us some air conditioning. Okay, never enjoying nothing from Am Israel. Is it the opposite to what? Um, the Beneeli. Beneeli, and what else? Okay. To Mishpat HaMelech, to what Shemuel is telling the people, you want a king? This is what the king is going to be for you. He's going to take your animals. He's going to take your servants. Hey, didn't they? Oh, you don't have this. You are not in the chat? I'm not in the chat. I just figured it out. Okay. Okay, I'm going to see. I might come right now. You don't have to. If you are planning, you're welcome. Okay. Um, so, so Shmuel is totally like showing his hands look i never took anything check me check my pocket check my closet check i never enjoyed any material thing from you what does this remind us i hope i brought it because i won't remember the the perek what does this remind us who Mo- did something similar moshe rabenu when toward the end of his life when he was like it was no. It was before that. It was um, Korach. Exactly. Next to Korach, next next to Korach's Korach's uh, episode, when Korach has all these um, all these complaints about uh, about Moshe and about him doing this nepotism and bringing these positions to his family and only trying to to take care of himself, Moshe Rabenu is giving a speech there as well. I'm trying to find it here. Um, if I have, uh, just to give you the makor, the source, so you can. Are you going to ask for air conditioning? I will. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Parashat Korach, Bamidbar, Bamidbar, 16:15. Whoever wants to check later, check in Parashat, Parashat Korach how Moshe is also telling the people that he was honest and his, uh, his position as a leader of Am Israel was never in order to gain personal, uh, say personal Benefit. benefits. Okay, good. So now he's saying this. Um, I continue. The people respond. Pasuk Dalet. Bayomeru. And they responded. They said, Lo ashaktanu velo ratsotanu velo lakachta miyad ish meuma. What do they say? No, you did not defrauded us and you have not robbed us and you have taken nothing from anyone. Bayomer aleem ad ed Hashem bachem veed mejicho ayom azeh he said to them, Hashem then is a witness here. And he's anointed, the king also is witness to all of you, your admission this day. 
that you have found nothing in my possession? And they responded, yes, we agree. They're witnesses. For, for those that just arrived, we're speaking about the speech that Shmuel, the prophet, is giving in front of all of Israel once they anointed Shaul as the king. Shmuel is telling them, I was, the king now is, is uh, your leader, and I used to be, it's okay, and I used to be your leader. And, and uh, I just want you to tell me, what did I do wrong? I never stole, I never, I was never dishonest, I never oppressed you, and everybody agrees with that. So Chachamim usually tells, Whenever you want to give Musar to others, check. Check what is happening in your behavior. What's the word? Keshot is like adorn yourself. Chachamim say this at the beginning of Megillat Rut. Vayi bime shfot hashoftim. So it says, when the Shoftim needed to be judged, because they, they did not, they were corrupted, they, they didn't behave. So that usually the way the leaders behave will be reflected in the way the people behave. And we saw that at the beginning of the book of Shmuel with the, with the behavior of the children of Eli. But it's very interesting that Shmuel here, it seems like he's a little bit taking it personal. If you... Uh, Check in the Hebrew what word repeats itself a lot. Look at look at pasuk pasuk bed. Vaani zakanti, vaani italachti. Hineni anu bi, v'neged mi lakachti, lakachti, ashakti. You see the first person repeating itself a lot. Who did I? Who did I do this? Who did I do that? And then they said, No, you did not take anything from us. And now vayomer Shmuel el Am ayam in pasuk var. Hashem asher asa et Moshe ve Aaron vasher heela et avodechem meretz Mitzrayim ata veata itiatzebu veishavta itchem lifnei Hashem et kol tzidkot Hashem asher asa itchem beit avodechem. So he starts saying, I want you to pay attention to something while I'm reading the psukim, uh, and I read this from Rabbi Bazak. Very interesting. He says the the language of Shmuel in this chapter is a little bit not flowing so much. Even you, you'll pay attention, some of the sentences seem like they don't finish. He says something and he doesn't finish. And, and Rabbi Bazak was saying that shows the emotional state of Shmuel. He's very emotional in this speech that he's speaking in front of the people. So at the beginning, it seems that it's all about him. I, how did you, how did you choose a king when I was, I, I am here, and I was honest, and I was a true leader to you. Why did you, did you choose a king? Why did you ask a king in this time when I'm still here? That, that is actually, by some of the opinions, the problem in the request of the king. The timing wasn't the right one. When you have a leader like Shmuel, like Shmuel, until this moment, Shmuel was acting as a Kohen, because he was in the Mishkan. He was acting as a Navi. We know he was an avi. He was acting as the king, because he was the the he was he was acting as a shofet, the judge of Amisrael, as a teacher. He had this uh, um, personality that included all this uh, position. Now, in our chapter, Shmuel is departing from being a king, from being a leader. He's going to stay as the navi. 
And as sh- it says in chapter 8 that Shmuel became old. That's why they appointed a king. Yeah, he still, wasn't that old. He wasn't very young. No, but it's, it says yes. he became old and he appointed And his children, his, couldn't, yeah. his children couldn't follow him. Yes, but uh, you know what? Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 years old and he was still... The speech of Moshe Rabbeinu, I always think to myself, how was Moshe Rabbeinu standing there and giving this long, long speech? He was 80 years old. He was 120 years old. When Akadosh Baruch Hu... He was 80 when he started. Sorry, sorry, 120. Sorry. Yes, totally. 120 years old, yes. No, no, 40 years speech, no. But he was 120 years when he was giving the speech before leaving. Thank you for trying. (laughs) He was on, no? I felt a little bit of... I don't know. I felt something. I don't know. You can hear it. You heard it? No. I felt some... It's okay, it was the, you know, when you think that something is working, so it works. Everybody, <laughs> imagine the air conditioning is working. I wish there was a fan or something, I could bring it down if there's one upstairs. It's okay, yes, if you leave the door open, Thank it's a better. Thank you. Okay, so what did you want to say? I was going to say, why a, a leader, Amen. a leader like Moshe was so worried about the people when he would be gone. That like he came and he put like both hands on Yoshua, like really to in, transfer that leadership role because he was so worried for his people. Not I don't want to discredit Shmuel because he's really amazing, but it almost sounds a little selfish. Wait, wait, wait! But Moshe knew that he's dying. Okay, but Shmuel knows he's not going to live forever. Shmuel is going to be here. Shmuel stays here. Through Shmuel David, is gonna be I know. Through Shaul, through David, he still has what to do. But it's also like the Shoftim, the progression was so bad for the nation that it, the people as a whole deteriorated with each successive leader that they needed something a little more established. Yes, yes the question is when. Yes, that was the plan also. We know we, know we have the, in the Nebuah of Hana to have a king. We are going to have a king. How she Yaakov Avinu tells Yehuda, Lo Yasur Shevet Mi Yehuda. It's going to be kings are going to come out from you. Yes, we, we are supposed to have kings. That's the, the, the planned leadership for Am Israel. But the timing, the timing wasn't the right one. Anyways, it seems that it's very personal. It seems that it's all about Shmuel, but it's not, okay? So that's what I want to show you now. Until this Pasuk, it seemed that it was about him. But this Pasuk, and Shmuel told the people, Hashem Asher Asa et Moshe Aaron. Pay attention to what I told you about the language. Hashem that did with Moshe and with Aaron. So here it says, he who appointed Moshe and Aaron and who brought your fathers out of the land of Egypt. Something very beautiful and interesting is that we, the Jewish people, whenever we uh, relate to Akadosh Baruch Hu, to pray or, or now Shmuel to speak about Hashem, we never speak about Hashem in the way Hashem connects with me in the moment. How do we say in the Amidah? Hashem, Hashem Elohei Abraham, Elohei Yitzchak, Elohei Yaakov. We connect ourselves to our forefathers. Our emunah is not my personal emunah by itself. It's totally clinging and hanging it and holding itself in the emunah of our forefathers. In the in the in the in the way Anima Amina, I believe, and also in the historical events that happened to them, I am holding into that whenever I believe in Akadosh Baruch Hu. So here, interestingly, Shmuel is not speaking about Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Who is he speaking about? He's speaking about Moshe, Moshe Ve'aron. Why do you think he's speaking about Moshe Ve'aron? 
Because he's speaking about leadership. He was speaking right. about the leaders of Am Israel. Actually, the whole thing where he keeps saying, it reminds me of when Moshe like, says, like, um, you know, in, in, like, take them in and bring them out. You know which one? It's like... Yes, I know what you mean. That, like, he was a little upset with Hashem, like, he only did half the job. Okay, that's it's a kind midrash, of like, yes. That, these are midrashim. But yes, he wanted somebody that will be with them, taking them and bringing them. Okay, so now he's saying, Hashem that appointed Moshe and Aaron, and he brought your fathers out of the land of Egypt. Now come, stand before the Lord while I cite against you all the kindnesses that the Lord has done to you and your, and your fathers. When Yaakov, who is Yaakov? Yaakov Avinu came to Egypt with all his children and his family and they become a Misrael. Why Because it became slavery. It wasn't in the moment that Yaakov came in. Your fathers cried out to the Lord and the Lord sent Moshe and Aaron and who brought your fathers out of Egypt and settled them in this place. But how did Am Israel react? What does it say in Pasuk 9? But they forgot the Lord their God. So when did they forget? Not in that moment. So he's making the, the history in two or three Pesukim. Like we were in Egypt, Hashem took us out of Egypt, we were in the desert, Hashem took us to Eretz Israel, but now he's speaking about Eretz Israel. They forgot the Lord their God, so they mm-hmm. delivered them into the hands of Sisera, the military commander of Hazor, into the hands of the Pilish Plishtim, and into the hands of the king of Moab. And this made war upon them. So um, Shemuel here is uh, uh, describing the pattern, as we have said from the beginning of our classes, the pattern that happened during Tkufat Shoftim, during the time of the Shoftim. Am Israel forgets Hashem, Am Israel goes into Avodazara, and then what happens? Hashem sends the enemy, the enemies oppress Am Israel, then Am Israel remembers Hashem, then Hashem, please save us, we can't anymore, sorry, we were not good, and Hashem sends a Shofet, he saves Am Israel, and we have a period of quiet, and then again, slowly, slowly, as there is quiet, and as we are happy, we forget Hashem, and again, the cycle, the cycle goes. So now, Shmuel is reminding them on Pasuk 10, Vaizakuel Hashem, and then what happened when Hashem sent them the enemies, the Sisra, military of Hatzor, and the Plishtim, they cried to the Lord, we are guilty, for we have forsaken the Lord and worshipped the Baalim and the Ashtarot. Oh, deliver us from our enemies and we will serve you. Hashem, save us from our, our enemies, we will serve you. Pasuk 11. Vayishlach Hashem et Yerubal, ve'et Bedan, ve'et Iftach, ve'et Shemuel, it's seen that Shmuel is uh, bringing a sample, like an example of three of the Shoftim that Hashem sent to, sa- to save them. Yerubal, Bedan, Mefarshim here ask themselves who is Bedan. Shimshon. So most of them say it's Shimshon, then Radak, Radak, Rabbi David Kimchi says, no, it cannot be Shimshon because this is not the order. Shimshon didn't come before Iftah. But then he says, they are brought in the Pasuk according to their importance. That's why Shimshon is, is mentioned before. Other Mefashim will say that Bedan is another Shofet that wasn't included in the book, that was on those days. But anyways, I don't think it's so relevant for us. 
Listen, our class in Shemuel is, I, I take it like our, our class of Bekiyut, of knowing what happened. We're not really going so, so deep. We try to understand. We're not going so deep into all the Perushim and all the words. We're doing Bekiyut. You know what is Bekiyut? Knowing what is it about. So Hashem, Hashem saved you from your enemies around you and you dwelt in security. And now what happens? Shemuel says, after Hashem has sent you Shoftim and has delivered you from your enemies, Pasuk 12, who was the last Shofet that Shemuel mentioned? Shmuel. Himself, right? He said, okay, I, I, like, he sent you Shmuel. Everything actually worked amazing with Shmuel. They had a long period of time quiet. But did who? Et Nachash Melech Bene Amon Baalechem. When you saw that Nachash Melech Bene Amon came to you against you, you entered into panic and you said, no, no, we need a king. We need a king to fight uh, the Melech of Bnei Amon, which actually is what happened last week. Uh, not last week, but in the chapter that we studied last week, the first performance of Shaul as a king was against Nachash Melech Bnei Amon, right? So Pasuk 13, Vata. Well, Hinea Melech Asher Bechartem, here is the king that you chose, Shealtem, uh, that you requested, Here is the king that you have chosen, that you have asked for. Hashem gave it to you. 14. Simulate, pay attention again, there is a sentence here that seems that doesn't end. That it's missing a part. Listen, if you will revere the Lord, worship him and obey him, and will not flout the Lord's command, if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, then what? Nothing. It doesn't say. Nothing. So how do we solve this? Some say, if if you fear Hashem and you serve and obey him, and you don't disobey him, then you and the king that is reigning over you are going to be with Hashem. It's kind of saying, this is going to be the reward. If you fear Hashem and you are with Hashem, you're going to be with Hashem. That's one way of explaining. Another way of explaining it is, as I said before, Shmuel is all uh, into this... Uh, emotion of really trying to convey to the people, okay, you wanted a king, you have a king, but please, please don't forget that you are Israel, and not only you, your king need to follow the word of Hashem. But if you do not obey Hashem, and you flout the Lord's command, the hand of the Lord will strike you as it did with your fathers. You pay attention that it, as it did, is an addition, right? In the translation. If you read the Hebrew, it says, Are you, are you with me? Mm-hmm. That the language of Shmuel is kind of missing some words, like it's uh, not saying his sentences totally. Let me, let me tell you a little bit how it feels here. So Shmuel is telling the people, he's reminding them, you wanted a king, but it wasn't right. You, it, 
I was okay. I didn't steal from you. I was a perf an honest leader, but you still wanted a king. Imagine, imagine a family, they have a child, and that child wants to go to college out of town. And the parents don't want. They say, no, no, we want you to stay in town because there is a community and there is a rabbanim and there is this and there is that, but the child insists and no, and da, 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 da. At the end, there is nothing to do. That child, that student is going to go to, I don't know, to Colorado, to college. So the question is, how these parents are going to act now with this student? Are they going to just say, okay, you didn't listen to us? Look to the other side. Or what would they do? Try to keep him close. Try to keep him close. What else? Send him off with Musar. They're still trying to send him Musar. Perhaps they're going to go and fi find out where is this organization, Maor, that takes care of students overseas in colleges. There is an Hillel there. I want to be in touch with the rabbi from Chabad. I know that he invites students to his house. So the parents are still going to try to do as much as they can to direct this student to stay into the path of the values that they taught at home. And at the same time, they will still pray for his, their child and they will still be in touch with him. That's how it seems here. Like Shmuel, because what is the, the purpose of this speech? Yes. It feels like the timing is wrong, though. It's like at the inauguration is not the time to give them Musar, like, oh, you wanted this, but it's wrong, but here's your king. Like, I feel like the Musar should have come before. They did, he did give before that. Yeah, uh, try to think about Moshe Rabbeinu, okay? Try to think about Moshe Rabbeinu, as Colette, uh, Colette reminded us, before uh, departing. What is in his mind? What does he care about? He cares all the time. And, he, and, and it's so repetitive. Like we're learning the parashiot of Devarim. And it repeats itself over and over again. Like, don't forget it, Hashem. Uh, remember what you did in the past. All the time, the leader is trying to maintain in their mind the awareness. You are a nation that have a pact with the Kadosh Baruch Hu, And you're going to succeed as long as you follow his path. And if you don't follow his path, you are going to be a failure. So I, we didn't finish, so it's not so fair for me, but I stepped in the middle to just give you a little bit of, of an idea of what Shmuel is doing here. Shmuel is like that parent that says, this is not what I wanted for you. Uh, this is not the plan that I thought would be ideal, but Hashem told me to listen. This is what you're having, you're having a king, but okay, know that with the king, and he's saying it in front of the king. Actually, perhaps it's the right timing. Now, after that, the people accepted Shaul because Shaul was anointed before. He wasn't accepted by all of Israel. That's why Shaul wasn't acting as a king. He went to, to take care of his animals. But now that Shaul is accepted and is in with all the letters of the world, the king of Israel, Shmuel feels important to remind Israel to remind the king, this is the only way that this is going to work. This is going to... Wow, it's going so fast. This is going to work only if you follow in the uh, ways of Hashem. And the, what was Sukamai? Um, 15. But if you don't hearken the voice of Hashem, if you don't listen, you don't obey the voice of Hashem, and you disobey Him, Hashem is going to punish you. Gam ata. So Shmuel now, what is he going to do? 
read Pasuk Yud Zayin and tell me what is Shmuel going to do. Then ask Hashem to set forth thunder and rain. How does, how does bringing rain prove that they did a wicked thing in the eyes of Hashem? Okay, but what is Shmuel going to do? Bring rain. Okay, what is Shmuel going to do? He's going to make a, a miracle, a sign. He's going to make a sign to prove that what he's saying is emet ve'yatsib. It's the way he's saying. Was so, it rare for there to be okay, rain? Okay, so let, let's, let's speak about that. Hello, ketzir chitim ayom. What is today? Ketzir chitim. What is ketzir chitim? It's the time of the wheat harvest. The season of the wheat harvest, which means what season? Shavuot. No. Which is? The spring. spring. Summer. It's more summer. It's summer. Have you been in Israel in the summer? Yeah, it doesn't rain. Did it rain in Israel in the summer? <laughs> no. It's difficult to read this psukim after the rain that we've had for the last two days in the summer. But in Israel, you won't have rain in the summer. There is no rain in the summer. So what does it seem? Rain on the wrong season. Season, wrong timing. Reminds uh. a little bit of what is happening with them and the king. Hashem is going to bring uh, uh, thunderstorms and uh, rain. Then you will take thought and realize that a wicked thing you did in the sight of the Lord when you asked for a king. But why is the purpose of this? What is no, the purpose? That's what I was going to say. Why? What if they said, okay, so we don't want a king? Okay, yet. that's what they're going to say. Wait, listen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pasuk, you're dead. Shmuel. Uh, sorry. Shmuel prayed to the Lord and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day and the people stood in awe of the Lord and of Shmuel. So two things make this two, three, two, two things make this odd, this sign very, very powerful. One is that it usually doesn't rain in the summer and second he called for it. And that it is happening exactly when Shmuel is calling for it. Imagine I say now let the air conditioning start working in this moment. <laughs> Nothing it didn't happen, but imagine when you say something and it happens in the moment. Then you start you start asking yourself, "Oh, there is something here." But but here we see that it was powerful and it brought the people to feel how afraid to feel afraid. Pasuk yutet byomeru kolam el Shemuel. The people all said to Shemuel, "Hitpalel beada vadecha el Hashem elokecha veal namut." Intercede for your servants with the Lord your God that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins the wickedness of asking for a king. So uh, first uh, purpose of Shmuel for them to realize that it was wrong what they did is achieved. It wasn't right for you to ask for a king. You have to, you have to believe that what Hashem wanted for you was the right thing. Again, and I'm going to ask you again, is it... It was like threatened them, the way he did it. Because they, it was actually strong thunder that they were afraid they were going to die. Right. It sounds like Harsinai now. It sounds like Harsinai. Wow. I didn't think about that. Like they have no choice but to say to stop it. You don't know if it's real or not, if they really feel like that because they were afraid for their life. Mm-hmm. They're afraid for their life. Okay, let's see how it continues. So what is the purpose of Shmuel? But also, why did he wait till now to do this? Why didn't he do but that? he did say it before. Hmm? 
We have five minutes. We finished uh, 25, so we can go to the other class, whoever wants. Uh, he didn't wait until now. We already saw. Yeah, he said it before. Before, he just said something. No, but now is an opportunity. The fact that he has everyone, and the king also is there. It's very important that the king listens to this. The king is the person that is in the highest risk of what? Forgetting Hashem. The king that is going to be the man with the the most power that ever a man of Am Israel had. It's also very shaming to the king. Why is shaming? In front of all these people, he's telling them you did a very, very horrible thing that you wanted this person. Yes. He didn't want the job to begin with. Okay. But he's not talking okay. about him personally. Okay. He's talking but about let's him. see what happens. He wants them to realize why, why, why is it wrong to have a, another opinion that we didn't mention today, but we mentioned last time. One opinion was the time. Another opinion was understanding, wanting to replace Hashem with the king. Who is going to be the one to save us? Who is going to save you? Who is going to save you? Don't you know who saved you? Why, why did he bring all this history? Who saved you from Egypt? Who saved you from Sisra? Who saved you from the Plishtim? It's the Shem. So they were putting their emunah, their faith, in the king. So what is the purpose of Shemuel? Even if you have a king, even if this, we have changed leadership, okay, you rejected me, okay, whatever. But don't forget that you are few. And the king, and the king needs to listen to this, are supposed to act under Hashem's commandments, under, under Hashem's uh, mitzvot, under Hashem's uh, guidelines, guidelines, whatever they are in the moment. Let's, let's finish fast the chapter. Uh, so what do they say? Tifalel for us, please, we don't want to die. We did wrong to ask a king. Shmuel tell the people, don't be afraid. You did this, it was wrong. But do not turn away from Hashem. Turn away from Hashem, but serve Hashem with all your heart. Where do we find that? In the Shema. And do not turn away. Do not turn away to follow worthless things. What is worthless things? Which can neither profit nor save, but are worthless. For the sake of his great name, the Lord will never abandon his people, seeing that the Lord undertook to make you his people. Uh, I repeat, the sentences seem like one here, one there, a little bit not mesudar, uh, uh, not in order. Gamanochi, so now Shmuel is gonna say something about himself. Gamanochi, also me. So first of all, he says, don't be afraid. You did wrong, but if you follow Hashem's ways, you don't go after Abolazara, Loitosh Hashem et Hashem will never abandon his people. For what reason? Because it makes him look bad. Babur Gadol, because of his name, because of Hilul Hashem. Hashem will all, we know Moshe Rabbeinu uses that argument often. 
גם אנוכי, סובודה שמואל סייסבות יוסף, גם אנוכי, חלילה לי מחתו להשם, מחדול להתפלל בעדכם, והוליתי אתכם בדרך הטובה והישרה. אז for me, far be it from me to sin against the Lord and refrain from praying for you. And I will continue to instruct you in the practice of what is good and right. So Shmuel is here telling them, it's right, perhaps it was offensive towards me that you did not want me to continue being the leader, but I am still, I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to continue. What is the most important thing? Praying for you. Shmuel represents like the, the parent, the, the father that will still pray for his child even if he has no chosen, not chosen the right path. I will pray for you, and I will also show you, teach you, what is the good uh, uh, path to follow. So he's saying, above all, you must revere the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart and consider how grand he has dealt with you. And the last sentence of this chapter, even that you tell us it's a little bit embarrassing for Shaul, it's okay. But Shaul needs to hear this. For if you persist in your wrongdoing, if you don't uh, direct your, your ways in the path of Hashem, you and also your king will uh, be swept away. So this was the, the speech of, of Shemuel. It's interesting that the first part seems very personal, it's about him, but then he totally turns to show, I, w- I will show it better next week, how it is about Hashem. That Hashem is the one that saved you and that is the one that is always with you and you have to continue having faith on him. Yes. Like almost it, I feel like we are not knowing what a king is. Like I want a king, and they don't know what's a king. And the king also he doesn't know like how to show them like what is like to have God before me. Definitely, the, I agree with. Exactly, but it's not that they don't know what is a king. They don't know what is a king in Am Israel. It's the first time that we're having a king. So Shmuel is, a, is putting in front of them. Okay, you have a king. This wasn't exactly the best, okay, but you have it. It has to function in this way. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, yes. Could it be that this whole speech that he gave right now was not, is it possible that it was like a nevoah that Hashem said you have to say this to the people, or is it personal? I was also wondering if it was nevoah or not. I didn't read a lot of Mefarshim this time. I read mostly the, the Pshat and I listened to some Shurim, but it will be interesting to see what our rabbis say about that. We know that Shmuel was a Navi, so it very well could be that everything that he says is in the name of Hashem. But it, it can also be that it's personal. It can also be personal. The whole thing with that it's not in the right order. And no, it does not have to be preceded by Bayona Hashem Alayu. No, 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 no. But, they, but also, um, it's when they, Shmuel feels rejected in chapter 8, Hashem tells him, it's not you they're rejecting, it's me. And so now Shmuel is explaining why they've rejected Hashem and him, and himself. It's like more details. He he, exactly. He, he, he follows by what he felt before, that he was rejected, but he brings it also to the fact that they are rejecting Hashem. Uh, I, I have to look more into